Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Switch Leader Podcast. My name is Josh Baldwin. I'll be your host today and excited to hang out with my friend Katie Hilbrand. Katie, thanks for hanging with us. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey, if you would take just a minute and share with us a little bit about you, what campus you're from, how long you've been with the church. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is, again, Katie Hilbrand. I actually am from Cincinnati, Ohio, in a town you've never heard All of. Right. I was raised as a farm kid. Okay. It's pretty cool to say you're from Cincinnati. So I'm like, yeah, Bengals, Joe Burrow, you know, yeah, like all of that bet. is me, but it's not actually. So yeah, seven mile <laughs> girl for sure. But yeah, so I went to school in Stillwater, Oklahoma. I was a Pope, graduated in 2019 and then got the chance to do the internship actually out in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. So I moved all the way across the country in eight days. And I have been here ever since. And it has been a dream. It is sunny every day. There's a beautiful mountain. And man, it's like, if you love to be in the sun and get a tan, this is the place for you. Yes, I'm at the Northwest Oklahoma City campus. And we actually have an OG&E power station behind our building. Mm, Okay. Which is not like having a mountain behind your building. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah, in case people Mm. felt like, hey, I bet it's really a beautiful, Mm. like at Northwest, I hear they're near a golf course. Yes, we are, but there's a power station between us and the golf course. So it's a, yeah, it's, it's a tough tough. life we're living. But anyways, so shout out to your team and thankful for them sharing you with us this week. Guys, this week, Katie and I are going to, first of all, we're going to kind of acknowledge some things. Students are growing up in a very different world than we grew up in. And that is that is overly summarized. So I realize that that is way too simple to explain it, but truly the world they're growing up in is nothing like the one that we grew up in. Their world has loads of distractions and quite a bit of negativity and just stuff that we didn't really have to face when we were kids. And so Katie, I love it. If you would just take, take just a minute And help us understand a little bit how you have seen this culture, Mm -hmm. this, you know, kind of society and this generation, how has it affected the students in our ministry over the years? Yeah. Yeah. And I I first want to say, like, what an opportunity we get, you know, as people that are leading students to be able to be on the front lines with students that are facing these things. But like, it's so real. If you think about Gen Z, they are, I guess we all are living in the digital era. 95% of teenagers have a cell phone that is a smartphone and what you've got like a computer in your hands. So I don't know if you have any experience of like those evenings where you just get into a mindless scroll and the things that come from that, right? Like we are anxiety ridden. We start to like question. I didn't even know that I was supposed to be insecure about that thing until I realized that so many other people on the internet are insecure about this thing. I'm being exposed to huge topics that I know just about 60 seconds worth of a video about and I've become more sad than I have been. I'm insecure. I'm anxious. And that's just, you know, like a portion of what could be my day. Think about a teenager that all they've ever known is the phone. Right. And their search engine, it's not Google, it's TikTok, right? Like this is their, in some ways you may actually say that like this is gospel to them. How would they know what the truth actually is? And it is, it is tough. And it is heavy. And we have, again, such an opportunity on a Wednesday night to be able to like help them see that there is more. But how would they ever know 
until they get that invite in their hands. And it is it is rough. A totally, totally different world. Lots of lots of opportunity for distraction, but then opportunity, like you were saying, that man, I didn't even know I needed to be insecure about that until right. that information was put right in front of my face. Mm-hmm. What I think is interesting is a lot of people listening might be going, you know what? The world actually had loads of neg- negativity when we were growing up, and you'd be right. So there's always mm-hmm. been negativity. There's always been, Mm -hmm. gosh, what does scripture say? There will be wars and rumors of wars until the end of time. And so there, and until he comes back. And so there, there's always been negativity. There's always been room for temptation. There's always been room for distraction. So all those things have always been there. What we're Mm -hmm. saying is different is that it is absolutely 100 times intensified and magnified because the negativity that students are experiencing now What makes it different is that now their parents and their parents' friends are on social media talking about Mm -hmm. and fighting about who knows what, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas it used to, it used to get to be, you have an opinion and I have an opinion and we don't talk all the time. And so we don't necessarily know each other's opinion. Mm -hmm. And now it's, everybody has an opinion and they're going to share their opinion and it turns into this what can be a really toxic culture. And so then mm-hmm. we've got students who are having to be introduced to this information overload. And oh, it yeah. causes a lot of what you're saying. It causes anxiety and it causes them to think, well, this must be normal for mm-hmm. this type of, you know, like it must be normal for arguments to happen like this right. all the time. Or it must be normal for me to feel the way I'm feeling inside, just anxious and pent up nerves mm-hmm. over, I wonder what so-and-so thinks about what I did, or I wonder right. if I'm good enough at yeah. this, that, or the other based mm-hmm. on what I saw in this video on social media. Mm-hmm. And so I know that all of the all the groundwork and basics are still there. We experienced mm-hmm. all these things. We right. just didn't experience them at the level of intensity that students are experiencing them now. And because of that, it didn't affect us the way it's affecting Mm -hmm. them now. And so, Katie, we're we're kind of acknowledging that it's a different time. And we're acknowledging students have a lot going against them. Mm -hmm. As a switch leader, we really want to be the light of Christ in the lives of students. We want for them Mm -hmm. to see Christ in and through us. Mm -hmm. And in a way, we're on defense, right? We want Mm -hmm. to play defense. We want to defend them, protect them from a lot of that stuff that we're talking about seeing in the world. Mm -hmm. How, though, do we switch that and go on offense? So how do we go, all right, I still want to defend these students and I've still got to play defense. Mm But how do I begin to play offense where I am actually going and training them and showing them, hey, you don't have to take this. You don't have to buy into this, but Mm -hmm. you can actually go after it, change the way you think and live Mm -hmm. differently. Absolutely. Yeah, it's I mean, like when I hear about I, I used to be a middle school girls leader in Rio Rancho for Tommy Stegmeyer, and it was so much fun because when you hit those moments of the student finally, finally after weeks, they open up and they right. tell you actually what's going on instead of just giving those like textbook answers. Like I would get so energized, like this is it. We did it. We finally have made it. But it's all about perspective. I think everything that we do as a leader, it draws back to how am I viewing this situation? Because we can get so downtrodden and so weary. Like is, is my constant drawing back to this subject? Does it matter? Does my consistency matter? 
the world is scary. It seems like every time we open up Instagram, there's a new pray for this city, right? Because mm-hmm. another tragedy has happened and it can be discouraging. And again, right. like I said before, even for the leader, it's heavy. But we have to change the narrative of this whole opportunity that we have because, yes, it is it sucks. But when you put that leader shirt on and you show up on a Wednesday night, you get the chance to change the way that a student feels about these things because we're getting in the game with them, right? That consistency over time, it builds trust. You're able to break down walls. I have seen students come to switch because there was a color war or they were excited about a water war. You know, it's always like the big crazy nights that we see the most students show up. But over time, they sat in small groups, began to trust their leader, broken down walls, got in the game with them. And then I'm seeing, oh, I've never met your parents before, but they're coming to church on the weekend. And these things that are like embedded within a family are then being able to become broken because of a leader's consistency in a student's life. And it draws back to like, okay, how do I actually do that? Right? Like, it's really cool to say, okay, that was a starting point. And that was, that was a finishing point. Like seeing a, a family, a generation of a family change. But when you're in the game, like next Wednesday night, when you're like, okay, Katie, but I'm doing it right now. Remember what God has done in your own life right? I am living proof that God can restore mental health. And that is what energizes me every time I get on stage on a Wednesday night to preach the gospel to a student that feels so ridden with anxiety that they don't know if they were actually meant to be put on this earth. I sat in that seat as a college student in Oklahoma State at late night. And so that and being reminded that I've been healed by Jesus, that Mm -hmm. actually energizes me. And every conversation that I have with a student or anytime a student takes the chance and raises their hand and accepts Jesus, like this is just as much for you as it was for me. Like it's real. And and when we share our story, it's a witness to every student that gets to hear it, right? So I would encourage you, let it energize you and, and be vulnerable. Like again, within reason, don't share what you're going through personally, but what you've been through, like what God has brought you through, like that can, that can be gas to get you where you want to go. That. And remember too, like God chose you for this. There is there is no better person to step into that small group than the, than you, because He chose you to be right in the middle of those students on a Wednesday night. You've got what it takes. You don't have to have the perfect answer or the exact scripture memorized. Like what that student cares about is that you continue to show up. And again, like when they know your story, when you're speaking into, and you hit that point again of in my mind, it's celebration. Like they, they took the time to share. They opened up. They're there with you in the moment. Like one of the most powerful weapons that we have as leaders is accountability. Okay. So we know that one, when you get into that mindless scroll on the weeknights and you find yourself for hours in bed, just watching, and then we're realizing that that is the root of your sadness. I'm actually going to hold you accountable to put a code on your screen time. Do you want to get better? You want to feel better? Let's do this together. Let's combat the problem together. And again, it's just another one of those ways that like this, these things that they've been exposed to, they don't have to define them. They don't have to be a slave to these things. Whereas the world may be certainly dealing with this. We get such a unique opportunity to change the narrative in a student's life. Like switch matters so much and your role matters so much. But God chose you to do it. He didn't choose somebody else to do it. And so remember that too and let that energize you as you're leading your small group. And and the last thing I'd say is like, man, prayer is so real. Continue to pray for your students. Pray like crazy. Pray expectantly that God's going to show up because I know 
and I've seen it. And sometimes it's it's those moments of like, I'm not sure that you hear me. That's when he shows up. And so be expectant in those moments too and show up like it's going to happen that Wednesday night because it matters. Absolutely. I love what you said, change the narrative. I think that as adults, that's something that we could we could do better in our own lives mm-hmm. where we can find ourselves in this really downtrodden place where it just feels like you cannot get a win. And believe mm-hmm. me, I get it. Personally, I get it. it mm-hmm. You can get in this place where you're like, what What else? Is there anything else that could be going wrong right now? Mm-hmm. I need a win. And more than anything, when I find myself in that place, I know I have to change the narrative. I have mm-hmm. to decide and I have to remember that my mind is powerful and I have to change the way that my mind is thinking and change the narrative. And so for us as leaders of students, one of the greatest things that you could train a teenager to do is change the narrative in their own mind. Mm-hmm. Something I was never taught as a kid was changing the narrative. And I was probably never taught it because honestly, I've never even thought of it. Like I've never, I don't know that I had heard the phrase even before. It's not something that was popular back then for sure. But changing the narrative is something I've heard many times over the years since. And you brought it up to me earlier this week. And I thought, man, that is exactly something that we need to talk about because Mm -hmm. our leaders need to know that changing the narrative is a power that they have in their own mind and their own hearts. Mm -hmm. And it's something that they need to be teaching their students. Our students need to know that they don't have to accept their circumstances. That's so like good. They don't yeah. have to accept that the circumstance they're living in is as good as it's going to get. They yep. can actually change the narrative and look at the good things happening in their lives and choose to focus mm-hmm. on those and choose to acknowledge mm-hmm. that even in the hardest day of their lives, they are still blessed for many other mm-hmm. reasons. And it doesn't mean that we don't still have hard days. And it doesn't mean that we aren't still going to need other people to help pick us up. It does mean, though, we have some power and we do have the authority that through Christ to be able to speak against some of the things in the world that seem to tear us down. And we can change that narrative in our own hearts and minds and students can do the same. And so I, I love that focus. I hope that if you're listening, you'll really begin to think about what students you might have in your group that need a narrative change because mm-hmm. they're, not all of them necessarily need this right now. So we're not saying every single student needs to change the narrative in their mind. That's not it. But you've probably got at least a couple in your group who seem to just show up down and out every week or seem to show up anxious every week or seem to always feel behind or seem to always feel like they don't have what it takes. And you need to begin to train them to know how to change the narrative. We have a student in Switch at our campus that when she first started coming, man, she was just constantly head down, depressed, anxious, and just negative about literally everything. So every time I would talk to her, it was negativity. So I just continued every single time I saw her, I would approach her and ask her how she's doing. And every time she'd tell me, oh, not great. I'd say, man, I'm sorry to hear that. What's not great? And so we'd talk about it and I'd say, hey, I just want to let you know, you've got a lot of good things going in your life. 
And I wouldn't try to like diminish the fact that she had a hard week. I'd say, I know you had a hard week. I just want to remind you that you're here. You've got a lot of people that care about you and there's some good stuff going in your life. And I was just one person. She also had small group leaders that every single week had her back and were continually showing her love, accepting her right where she was. And a few weeks ago, I walked up to her and I said, hey, so something's been different about you. Like you have had a light in your eyes consistently over the last couple months that I hadn't seen in a long time. And I said, what's going on? And she said, I think for a long time, I was trying to figure out my own identity. And I just finally realized that I am identified by Christ. That's so good. And she said, I just feel really relieved by that. And I'm, I'm telling you, this kid shows up now with a smile on her face every week. She greets people, every person that comes to the door, just smile. And she has such a great smile, which is what made it so sad every time she'd show up with that bad narrative going through her mind. And it just reminds me of how much can change when we choose to change the narrative and acknowledge that our life actually has a lot of great going on. And we need to be a positive voice in our students' lives, continuing to remind them that even when things are hard, there is so much good. Katie, is there anything else that that you'd like to share with our leaders? I love this topic. I hope that people are able to take this away and apply it directly to their own lives, to their own leadership, maybe even to their own families. Mm -hmm. I know that it's an important one in my house. And it's one, if I'm just being honest, man, changing the narrative is something that I'm having to do a lot of right now. And so mm-hmm. I got, I've got enough things that are frustrating and feel like they're going bad that I personally am having to apply this and change the narrative. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our leaders around that idea? Yeah, that was exactly what I was going to say is like, this is such an important topic for students to understand because they don't know another way without some outside influence. And that's what you get to do. That's what you signed up for. And that's what God's called you to, more importantly. Uh, What an opportunity that you have. And I think to speak directly to the story that you told, Josh, like we have seen what happens when you constantly remind a student that there is more, there is more, there's more, there's more. Yeah. To to invite a light back into a student's eyes and how much opportunity do we have as leaders are hearing this like all over the country, 45 campuses strong. If we can just push the idea, I mean, really what it boils down to, changing the narrative is gratitude, right? Yep. Practicing gratitude. God has so much in that for us, right? Like salvation is such a special, special thing. But if you look at the gospels of Jesus, like right before he performed every miracle, he would give thanks to God, right? And so if we are really like walking the walk and talking the talk about being the light of Christ, practicing gratitude, thankfulness, this world is not easy to live in. And we are just continuously learning more and more about like the difficulties of, of life currently. But if we can seek and search and be excited about what he's given us and we can teach students to do that, like that gets me so excited. And I just want to thank those that are listening for being in the trenches. Youth ministry can be so challenging, but it is so rewarding. And how I wish I would have had a leader like the person on the other end of this, doing whatever it takes to resource their students and be exactly what God has called you to be on a Wednesday night. Like that is so special. So thank you so much. I love that you said that you wished you had a leader that was doing this. I actually Mm -hmm. did. So growing up in Switch, I had a leader that was incredible. But I recognize that not everybody does. And those of you that are listening to this podcast, I say every week how how much we love that you care enough to invest in yourself to be better. But I think that what 
Katie just said is hits the nail on the head. You love your students enough to take seriously what it means to resource yourself and develop yourself so that you can love them better and help them take another step. And in this case, help them see life through a lens that is blessed by Christ rather than see life through a lens that is living in a broken world. Because the reality is that both of those things are true, but we get to decide which one of them is magnified. And we want Christ to be magnified in our lives. And we want to teach our students how to do that in theirs. So everybody listening, we love you so much. We are coming to the end of the semester. We have about six weeks of switch left. That last few weeks will be a little bit different from campus to campus, but six weeks of some form of switch left. So we're coming to the end of the year. Don't finish easy. Don't coast. Finish strong. If your students aren't serving, I challenged you to this last week. I want to see half of the students in your small group plugged into serving. Half of them. If you don't have at least half of them serving, I want you to keep on getting after them. I promise you, if you will challenge them to do it, they will get plugged in and it will bless it will bless them personally and it will bless them spiritually if they are plugged into our church, serving on the weekend in community so that even when summer break gets here, they are still connected to the vine. Hey, we love you all so much. We thank you for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. <laughs>